Alchemy throughout history has taken many forms. It can be understood as a sacred precursor to chemistry, as a system of metaphysics, or as a process of inner transformation, either through its initiatory aspects or as a map of individuation. Traditionally, we trace the roots of alchemy back to Hermes Trismegistus, to whom the Emerald Tablet is attributed and perpetuated through the mystery schools. Messia Iliad, historian of religions, has traced alchemy as far back as the early potters, who first saw themselves as being co-creators with the natural world, manifesting something that was not there before, through the transmutation of matter from one form into another. Beginning with the early work of modeling clay into pottery, Humanity began to see itself in collaboration with nature, taking on the role of time, achieving the transmutation of substances almost instantaneously and most certainly at an accelerated pace compared to that which would come about naturally. The metallurgist and later the alchemist sought through collaboration with nature and divinity, and drawing on their extensive knowledge of metaphysical laws and principles, to imitate the perfection they found in the natural world. They also applied it to perfecting their own nature. Just as it was assumed that the ore in the Mother Earth would naturally over time evolve into gold, it was also assumed the soul of humanity over time would reach a state of perfection. The work of the alchemist in both of these ventures was to hasten the process. The alchemist based their work on the hermetic principle, the idea of the macrocosm as a mirror of the microcosm, as above, so below with the human body understood to relate to the microcosm and the universe corresponding with the macrocosm. And humanity, like the universe, was thought to be made up of the elements of earth, air, fire, and water. With this understanding, the alchemists came to believe that the operations that were used to transmute base metals into gold could also be applied to the transmutation of base emotions, attitudes, or behaviors into their pure counterparts. By operating on one level of existence, all levels are affected. Dr. Carl Jung, a mystically inclined psychologist whose work has contributed great insights to the esoteric traditions, related the operations of alchemy to the unconscious processes of individuation. He understood alchemical symbolism as a projection of an inner process taking place in the unconscious, which describes the processes of psychic integration between the ego and the self. He believed that the fully reintegrated individual had achieved the Philosopher's Stone of the alchemist. In his work with alchemical images, 
Dr. Yoon recognized correspondences between the developmental process of the human psyche and the different stages of the alchemical process, represented by the colors black, white, yellow, and red. During the first stage of the alchemical process, the alchemical black, there exists in the psyche some darkness, confusion, or chaos. Thus, the first major stage of spiritual development needs to include an acknowledgement of oneself, one's strengths and weaknesses, and one's errors and mistakes. These aspects of oneself may have become unconscious and thus are often referred to as shadow aspects and may be inappropriately expressed through the projection of one's fault onto another. As one moves from the alchemical black to the alchemical white, from chaos to self-knowledge, one recognizes and reintegrates all aspects of oneself, including those that were kept hidden from self and others. During the third stage of the process, moving from alchemical white to alchemical yellow, one translates the knowledge gained through spiritual striving into one's activities in the world. The final stage of the process, the alchemical red, represents the transmutation into the spiritual new man or new woman. During this stage of the process, we become the philosopher's stone, the unifying principle which harmonizes opposites. In the Rosicrucian tradition, we are taught that each human being as a material and spiritual microcosm of the divine macrocosm has a responsibility to act for the good of humanity on both the physical and spiritual planes of creation. The goal of spiritual alchemy, as taught in our tradition, is to develop our faculties so that we may effectively work for the well-being of others. The means to the school is the perfection of our own inner nature. Through the development of a higher level of consciousness, we can participate fully in the great work of the alchemist. Now, let us approach the procedures of laboratory alchemy and see how we might apply them within our own inner laboratory. The alchemical procedures described in the Rosicrucian tradition as putrefaction, calcination, dissolution, separation, coagulation, conjunction, and sublimation serve as a metaphorical map of the inner process, as well as stimulating what they describe. The alchemist begins with the substance to be transformed, the prima materia. The term prima materia goes back to the pre-Socratic philosophers who believed that this was the original substance from which the world was made. Thales believed it to be water, Anaximenus, air, Heraclitus, fire, 
and Anaximander called it a perion, or the boundless. It was then imagined that the prima materia differentiated into the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water, and from there into the multiplicity that we experience. The early alchemists adapted the idea of the prima materia and applied it to their attempts at the transformation of matter. They believed that in order for a given substance to be transformed, it had to first return to its original, undifferentiated state. If we think of the prima materia in the context of spiritual alchemy, we can relate it to the state of consciousness, full of potentiality, that we at times experience during meditation before we began to receive our transmit thought. Perhaps we as Rosicrucians experience the prima materia of the alchemist when we are in our sanctums, having completed the overall exercise and are preparing to transmit healing or practice an experiment. Let us see if we can have this experience now of the prima materia within our own being. We will take three deep breaths and you will be led through the Rosicrucian practice known as the overall or the quickening of the subconscious. For the remainder of this presentation, I ask that you remain as much as possible in a meditative state as we apply the alchemical procedures to our own prima materia. Just as the material alchemist in their laboratory prepared the lead for its transformation into gold, we as spiritual alchemists shall prepare our consciousness through meditation, to transform what is base into what is pure. Again, sit comfortably and take three deep, neutral breaths. Now, focus your attention on the bottom of your feet, continuing to breathe deeply as your attention follows the energy from your toes to your heels. Now, Follow the sensation of energy as it flows through your ankles, your calves, your knees, and your thighs. Continue to breathe deeply. Now, Feel the energy flow up from your thighs into your abdomen, spiraling around, 
animating all of the organs located in your abdomen. Continue to breathe deeply. Feel the energy continue to spiral through your heart and lungs, purifying, clearing, and cleansing, continuing to breathe deeply. Experience the energy flow down through your arms and feel the tingling sensations you feel in your fingertips as the energy returns up your arms and flows through your shoulders, releasing any tensions you might hold there. Continue to breathe deeply. Now, feel the energy flow upwards through your throat and into your brain, animating all of the centers located there, breathing deeply. Now, See this energy both intensify within you, radiating from the tiniest cell of your body and radiating from you, encompassing your entire world. Imagine yourself now as the creative substance of the alchemist, the prima materia, that boundless state of unlimited potential. In the first alchemical process, As indicated in our tradition, the prima materia undergoes the procedure of putrefaction. In this stage of the work, the material alchemist dries the prima materia in the sun and the open air so as to obtain a basic substratum for the following operations. In terms of spiritual alchemy, This procedure relates to the psychological process of exposing our shadow side to the sun and to the open air so that we can begin our work consciously without hidden, unhealed elements which may cause us to unconsciously abort or to sabotage our work. This corresponds to the stage of the work represented by the alchemical black. Let us again breathe deeply, 
taking three deep, neutral breaths. Now, see yourself at your sanctum, candlelight reflecting from your mirror, diffused through the smoke of incense burning. Smell the incense. As you gaze into your sanctum mirror, you sense that there is another in the room with you, and you sense that it is your shadow self, that aspect of your personality that you keep most hidden from others. As you turn to look, this part of yourself of which you feel most ashamed, backs away. You understand that in order for you to transform that aspect of yourself, you must embrace it without judgment. It is time to do that now. Name that aspect of your personality of which you are most estranged. As a spiritual alchemist, bring this hidden aspect of yourself into the sun and into the light. The next alchemical process is called calcination, which consists of warming in an intense fire, the substratum resulting from the putrefaction process, so as to purify it of its coarsest elements. Let us take again three deep breaths. We will now expose that aspect of our personality with which we are working to the alchemical fire. To do this, see yourself sharing with one other person this part of yourself of which you are least accepting. Tell this person why this aspect of your personality was created. What function it serves. What you feel that it needs in order to heal. During the third alchemical procedure, 
we apply the operation of dissolution, which, for the material alchemist, consisted of reducing to a powder the prima materia, purified of its coarsest element, then dissolving it in a liquid formed of common substances. For us, as spiritual alchemists, we will now dissolve the aspect of our personality which we have been working with into our consciousness, now fully recognized and accepted. The common substance that we will use is love. Again, take three deep neutral breaths. And see yourself sharing this aspect of yourself with another, with the same acceptance that you would if you were sharing a great accomplishment. Bask in the love and acceptance that you have for yourself and that the other person has for you. Immerse yourself in this feeling of love and acceptance. We have now moved from the developmental stage of psychic darkness to the stage of self-knowledge, from the alchemical black to the alchemical white. During the fourth alchemical process, that of separation, the material alchemist warmed in a gentle fire, the liquid mixture from the dissolution process so as to separate the sulfur, salt, and mercury, which for the alchemist are symbolic of the spirit, the body or ego, and the soul. For us, as spiritual alchemists, this process consists of a conscious review of our personality, including that aspect of ourselves which we have kept most hidden and identifying what is of the ego, what is of the spirit, and what is of the soul. Again, let us take three deep breaths. And, with the discernment of the alchemist, let us name those aspects of ourself which are ego-driven, and those which originate in spirit and in our soul. 
in the fifth operation of material alchemy, that of coagulation. The element of salt is removed from the substance, resulting from the separation process, so that only sulfur and mercury remain. Now, as spiritual alchemist, let us decide what to keep and what to discard in creating our ideal personality. Again, let us take three deep neutral breaths. And let us separate those aspects of ourself, perhaps those that are primarily ego-driven, from those that represent the impulses of our spirit and of our soul. We have now moved into the stage of the process, represented by the alchemical yellow. During the process of conjunction, the sixth alchemical process, as taught in our tradition, the alchemical salt and sulfur are reunited, and the mixture is concentrated into a harmonizing substance. As spiritual alchemists, having separated out those aspects of ourselves, those of the ego corresponding to alchemical salt, that are no longer useful in our role of agents of divinity, we are left with only those aspects of ourselves which are most pure and which serve the highest good, those of the spirit and of the soul which correspond to the alchemical sulfur and mercury. Now, let us imagine ourselves uniting the spirit and soul as one without any impulses of the ego. Again, Take three deep neutral breaths. And let go of any remaining ego attachments, any need to be right. any fear of loss, pain, or even death. During this process, we ask that the will of God become our will. Having applied the alchemical process in our own inner laboratory, 
We have transformed ourselves into the Philosopher's Stone, and we can now proceed out into the world, transforming the lead we encounter in the physical plane of existence into the gold of a spiritualized humanity. The Philosopher's Stone, once created, has the power to transform what is base into what is noble. We have reached the stage of the process represented by the alchemical red. We can now perform that final operation of the alchemical process, that of sublimation, which for the material alchemist consisted of melting the metal that they wish transmuted, usually lead, while projecting the substance that they had created through the previous stages, the Philosopher's Stone, into the molten metal. Take again three deep neutral breaths. And as Rosicrucian Alchemist, with the power of the Philosopher's Stone within you, imagine that this is your final incarnation. This is the lifetime in which you have completely purified yourself, and your life is no longer your own. It is God. What do you see yourself doing? What is your position in life? Who is with you? What do you feel? Now, make a commitment to the God of your heart that you will right now be this person whom you have created today in your own inner laboratory. Let us close now with a prayer from one who may be the most accomplished of all the spiritual alchemists, St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. 
where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So, Mother B.